Welcome to Seat Time, where we drink beer and talk about all the happenings with motorcycles. Hey everyone, welcome to Seat Time. I'm Jason Schmidt. And I am Brian Pierce. How's it going, everybody? Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Heineken Light. Heineken Light. I'm uh, drinking Noble Pills, the Sam Adams beer. Pretty mm. good so far. How about you? Mm. Enjoying it? Quite tasty. Nice, I like it. So we're here for episode 12 of Seat Time. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um... And we did some fun stuff this weekend. I went and got my ass handed to me on a mountain bike on Saturday morning. Uh, it has been a very, very long time since I've been mountain biking. And uh, I took I went out with my friend Vegas, and we went out to Big Cedar in uh, Cedar Hills, Texas. And that place is really cool. The trails out there are awesome. We did two laps, and I was done. I mean, I bonked, I think, <laughs> three quarters of the way through the first lap. And he drug me out for a second one, which I was fine with. If I'm going to get my butt handed to me, I might as well just go all the way with it. But it was uh, quite interesting. Um, Saturday night was really fun. Our, uh, our buddy Nate Arnold, he had his anti-birthday party bash at uh, the LaGrange in Deep Ellum. It was a lot of fun, and we raised about $2,500 for charity water. Uh, he kind of, instead of doing a birthday party, he wanted to, you know, to donate a lot of money to charity, and so that was the charity of his choice. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to remember the band that was really good. Who was I talking about? Uh... Nothing? Okay. Um, well, I'm going to come up with it, and when I do, I'm going to say it randomly, and you guys probably won't know what I'm talking about. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and then Sunday we had uh, his girlfriend's uh, oldest daughter's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, which was, I would rather eat paint off the wall. It was it was interesting. It was interesting. I like Chuck E. Cheese's better when they hid the show in the black room where you couldn't see, and they had beer. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any of that. <laughs> no. Um... My weekend was very labor-intensive. Saturday was uh, contractor fun time, painting uh, Buddy's house, and then working on my yard at my house that I'm trying to sell, which had been neglected for some time, so mowing the backyard was not unlike a jungle expedition. <laughs> mowing it usually took me about 20 minutes, and then this go-round, it took me about an hour and a half. And then, like, when I moved to Texas, <clears throat> I didn't know you had to bag all your yard trimmings and stuff like that and so that sucks well in this I mean, instance it, but it was like hay baling because there was so much back there you i got was an like ag tax <laughs> yeah i just kind of kicked back in a chair and i was like all right am i bagging this up or is it just better to get livestock i didn't know what to do i said screw it it's still there uh saturday night Piles i returned awesome. for an evening uh, i need to have the thank you from young Mr. Pierce here. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Smoke a turd in hell. No, uh, Saturday night, <clears throat> I had a household of 10 because, and seven of those 10 were under the age of seven. Uh, but it was myself, my girlfriend, her two kids, Brian's kid, someone else's kid who wanted to go out for the night, and then my girlfriend's sister-in-law and her three kids. But it sounds like something that would have you gnawing through your wrist, but it actually wasn't. They were all very well-behaved. And I mean, that many... so tired from the night before. Uh, that many human beings in that small of a space it sounds like chaos, but it actually worked out right And there well. was like, what, two dogs and... Oh, yeah, and two dogs on top of it. It was cool, though, because Guinness kind of regulates. So. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, the smaller kids, she herds. 
So yeah, it works out. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese was kind of crazy though. That was nuts. Uh, that is just an overload of sound and activity that I yeah. mean, it makes you feel like you're a thousand years old, and it, yeah, at some points it causes physical pain. One of the things I didn't like is like, okay, so you got all these like you know what be it two to seven, eight, ten year old kids running around screaming, going crazy. Well, then all the birthday parties they start having screaming competitions. <clears throat> so on top of all the other screaming, that's just you know incoherent. They have all this just straight up one, two, three, scream as loud as you can sessions. And that was just like, oh, I mean, you really, really, that's like birth control. Yeah, oh, yeah. I <laughs> wanted to go home and have the Texas Chainsaw vasectomy after that. I was like, bring me a small space heater <laughs> and a pair of rusty yeah, tin snips. I was like, this is going to happen. We are never having a birthday party at any of these situations ever. I was like, this is horrible. Yeah, I don't. I want to be able <clears> to drink beer at my house while my kid plays with her friends. Yeah, like bust out a pinata or something, I don't know. That, that and the games were quite disappointing, because they don't have a lot of the kind of we stuff. We rocked the shit of... out of that coin slot. Oh, that, yeah. Wait, we you pumped... know it's disappointing when people are watching us, we're sitting there playing this coin slot, you just drop it in, it ski launches off and tries to go through a hole, and whatever hole it goes to, that's how many tickets you get. Hmm. And we're sitting there, and every time we get it in the small hole, which is the higher number, more tickets... We sit there and high-five each other. <laughs> so He's like, you think it's pretty bad that like two over 30-year-old men are sitting here high-fiving each other while getting tickets at Chuck E. Cheese? And I was like, yes, this is absolutely horrible. <laughs> but we got 411 tickets. Yeah, we totally kicked its ass. Yeah, you didn't know what hit it. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were sitting there shit-talking all the kids around us, and like pushing them and everything like that. You have to get some intimidation going at Chuck E. Yeah, Cheese. Especially, yeah, I mean, you just there's no point in having them walk all over you when you don't need it. Yeah, but actually, I, like I said, for having that many humans, especially that many of them being small ones in a spot, it worked out pretty well. Good, man. I'm glad that uh, Haley had Kaylin a, didn't drive you nuts. No, no. And Haley had a good haul with all the gifts and everything, so she I'm talking it. about. To happy birthday to her. This is uh, Haley's happy birthday episode. <clears throat> um, though we're actually guys getting paid to do things this weekend. We're the only ones paying people to do stuff for us. Um. They have a couple races. One of those was the uh, third round of the GNCC at Morgantown, North Carolina. This is the one where it's always seemed the weather seems to be a big factor. And this year, that wasn't the case. They had a lot of rain. Well, they had a good amount of rain Saturday night and into Saturday morning. But, excuse me, it really kind of seemed to suck into the ground pretty well. And it really only affected um, the AM racers, like the youth guys that went first and then kind of some of the beginning amateur racers. Um but even so, once the pros guys started in the PM, yeah, the track was actually uh, really, really good. And uh, so, the uh, the whole shot for the XC1 class was uh, uh, Josh Strange. And he kind of was going along, and then Mullins got in front of him. And he actually had a really good mistake free race up until that last corner where him and Josh Strange were going at it. That uh, like Strange was just showing him a wheel, trying to come in on him, and all this stuff. And Mullins was holding him off. And uh, but right when Strange kind of was about to stop attacking. Last turn, Mullen's front tire washes out Strange with a look on his face, just kind of goes by him. Mullen's picks up and gets second, and Corey Buttrick comes in with third. So it was kind of interesting to see the fact that I just said all that and no one made a single joke. But, uh, nothing? No. All right, we'll I was keep it clean <clears throat> for the kids in. I had, I had jokes to, in my head. I was trying to keep it clean. Hold on. String? Yes. What was I saying? Strange. <laughs> <laughs> that is strange. I know. The first time it came out, and I was just like, okay, one time. And it was like, bang, bang, bang. And I was like, it's too late. 
<laughs> Point of no return. <laughs> yeah. like, All right, man. so Josh Strang. Maybe I was mispronouncing his name. I'm sorry. Man. He's Australian. He mispronounces all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's whatever. But um, So first place goes to Josh Strang. Second place to Charlie Mullins. Third place to Corey Buttrick. And uh, all of our prayers and thoughts, especially with Thad Duvall, it sounds like he had a really bad wreck, broke his femur and a couple other different parts of his body, including his arms. So hopefully uh, all that's going good. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to heal up. And it's, we hear Hopefully get we'll some it, sort of update out there sometime yeah. soon. Um, in the XC2 class, Shane O'Bannon came in with the whole shot. He kind of goofed, though. He kind of got a little over overheaded and went down in the second turn and wound up losing all that. And uh, getting passed back by everybody. But uh, Jason Thomas just dominated, man. He had a, a great commanding race. And I think at one point they were saying he was running the top three overall um, with the XC1 awesome. guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's really impressive. That just means he was focused and having a great race. Just hauling it. Hauling it. Uh, second and third place in the XC2 class went to Andrew DeLong and Brad Bakken. Um, these are both guys that race and have come up in the National Enduro Circuit and some of their local hair scram- scramble stuff, but their notoriety is really from the National Enduro Circuit. So it's really cool to see guys that are kind of, you know, cross-promoting themselves in the different, uh, you know, off-road sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to see that they can come in and, and do as well as they did. I think that that's really, it gives gives little guys like me a little bit of hope. Definitely. So, I don't know. But we'll see. We did it in um, Ashley Crouch and our friend Chris Story. They went to the GNCC. Ashley Crouch got third in the women's class. And Chris Story had a decent mid-pack in the Sportsman A uh, class in the AM amateur race. So congrats to those guys. Just a little shout-out to our friends. So thank you. Absolutely. Uh, works with up to round three out of the Crazy Horse Campgrounds in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Uh, day one, Destry Abbott got the whole shot. Uh, Dietrich was actually there at the race. It was cool oh, to see him out and at a work Dietrich? <laughs> Uh, see him out and about at a works event. Um, he was riding really well, even taking the lead for a bit, but uh, smashed his case on a rock, and that kind of ended the day for him. Uh, Roberts ended up passing Garrison for first and held on to it through the checkers. Mike Brown and our resident man crush, Caselli, <laughs> were going at it for a while, but uh, Kyle Summers got around for third. On day two, um, it was another win for Roberts. Garrison came through for second, and the ageless Mike Brown. The ageless Mike Brown? I don't even know how old that guy is. He's got to be in his late 30s. I think Dexter Abbott's like 38. Yeah, Abbott's up there. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I don't have a, don't have a pinpoint on that, yeah, but I don't know numbers. Abbott is up there as well. Uh, for the weekend, Taylor Roberts first, Bobby Garrison second, and Mike Brown in third, with Caselli taking fourth overall. Um, Even though he was out of the top three, yeah. out of a podium spot, you still have to make Yeah, no, it's, it's Kirk Caselli, man. you got to give the guy his I time. don't care if he retired. We'd still be doing it like, oh, Roberts first, Garrison second, Brown in third, and Caselli. Change his home. diapers. Yeah, Caselli went to Home Depot. <laughs> it's like, he sent me a text. He said he's building something cool. Yeah. He could be just like looking at wood, and I think it was cool. Mm. But, you know, whatever. Uh, not his wood, just kind of wood. Yeah. You know where I was going. Um, yeah. well, a little bit more locally, uh, <laughs> oh, we got the sign. A little bit more I locally. for the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Can guys, you give me third base, third base, third base. <laughs> guys are talking about another guy's wood. Of course you're getting the sign. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's true. All right, I'll give you that one. Um, a little bit more locally, we had uh, round two of the Torn Series here in Texas. It was at the Freestone County Raceway in uh, Wortham, Texas. And Josh Demuth came out. It sounds like uh, he's uh, he's healthy from his uh, breaking of the wristage that he had uh, last year, and mm-hmm. Bloody's getting more beer. Um, 
And he came away with first place. Well, that thought was really impressive that he's already back up to race pace like that. That is that really is a pretty <laughs> awesome. Come, yeah, come back there. Nice little turnaround. And uh, second place to Caleb Ramsey and third place to Cameron Ishmael. Caleb and Cameron are both buddies of ours. We race with them in the Toro series, and uh, they come to some of the T-Sec events and all that. Um, so we kind of got some updates from them, and they were both saying that they had horrible starts. But luckily enough, they both put their heads down and rode really, really well, and they wound up with really good finishes. I mean, second and third, the pro classes were really, really good finishes. Nothing to scoff at. Yeah. So Caleb wound up, uh, he said he kind of gooned it out and wheelied off the gate and everything, and, you know, got it from there. He was pretty much the last. But unfortunately, Cameron was the one who got the really bad start. His gate didn't drop. So when your gate doesn't drop, you just kind of like, it's stuck. And like, hit the gate. And that's it. So you can't really get past it. And that's it. And that's how it was. So that was what Cameron was looking like for like 10 seconds. He was just butting his head against an iPad. It was the strangest thing ever. But they finally reset the gate and got his bike free. And he started going and that was it, man. He just passed everybody. Um, Cheyenne Harmon DNF'd. So we don't know what really went on there. If it was bike troubles. Somebody was saying that he was having problems stalling, stalling his bike. So it could be interesting to find out what went on there. So, But... The track surprisingly held up pretty well, considering the fact that we've had a really bad Texas drought um, mm-hmm. kind of going on. We really haven't had rain in a while. Curtis, they were saying, did a really good job of just any time he could get water down, um, mm-hmm. that he would in all the right places, and that it, uh, it was just he did a really good job for you know for what he had to work with. So it was awesome. Good deal. Yeah, go Torn. Yeah, well, quite a bit farther north in Toronto, we had round twelve in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. We had round 12 of the Supercross. Um, starting off, first thing, the track. track was badass. I thought the track was really cool. I agree. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, just the layout to it. It had a lot of just different turns set up, just odd angles to the turns. And then um, some of it looked like it was a little bit rougher on the 250 riders coming out of some of the turns. And then it instantly into jumps, it seemed like it was... Uh, there were a lot of cases going on and affecting some of the stuff. Yeah. I'm sure some of it was just trying to control speed leading into other sections. But, uh, no, overall, I really dug it. Yeah, I did too. And I think the uh, the sand section, when I kind of first saw the track map and then saw the you know practices and stuff like that, I was like, oh, that sand section doesn't look that bad. It's so small. But I think because of the fact that they were had that long straightaway and that short kind of sweeper left and then that quick hard right, they weren't able to break as much as they thought they were going to be able to. So when they mm-hmm. were all coming in there with speed into that sand section, they were everybody was just getting all kinds of cattywampus and all over the place. And there was quite a few, uh, quite a few wrecks and quite a few pileups there. You know that uh, really affected the results. So I thought that that was a very technical section that I did not expect to be. You know, a very as hard on them as yeah, it was. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's um, something that we were talking about earlier as well is that with the start, the fact that the track crossed over at those points, just a much more efficient use of the space. Uh, the layout, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if that's just kind of one of those pre-designed setups that they use in a smaller stadium, a smaller setting, or what the deal is, but it just seems like a much more efficient use of space. Um, one thing, too, with those whoops is that even though they didn't look monstrous, I'm wondering if there was some sort of gapping to them because there were points where there's some folks just getting squirrely as hell. They were like, yeah, there. I think huckabucking is the words that Jeff yeah. Emig likes to. Yeah, that he will throw out his little turn of phrase <laughs> there. But yeah, there were quite a few times where people were just kind of like looking over to like, oh, what's that to my right? Oh, it's the ass into my body. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! Like, yeah, people getting a little bit squirrely and sideways through there. 
But uh, mentioning that the 250s had some issues in there, well, let's start off with those. <laughs> okay. uh, in Heat 1, uh, Wilson came out with the whole shot, and he was just pretty much shot out of a cannon there. Yeah, at I think that he point. just pretty much took it from the whole shot to the checkers. He just walked away with it. Yeah, he walked away. Um, just good confidence that he needed. Oh, yeah, to, absolutely. You know, from having so, much, uh, so many bad races. Yeah, speaking of building on confidence, Baggett was back in it this weekend, and... Uh, Baggett and Stewart had something pretty cool going when they were battling for second and third. Um, Baggett, I got that vibe like he was out there like, I embarrassed myself last yeah, weekend. I'm going to get out there. Up. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to push like all hell to get on the podium just to, well, do something crazy like make the main. Make the main. <laughs> and not drop too far out of that East Points race. Um, but that um, Heat 1 ended up wrapping up with Wilson in first, Baggett in second, and Stewart taking third. And it's one of those things where I was like, okay, well, maybe this will be the weekend when Stewart pulls, like, a good finish. And I'll, like, Well, he yeah. did in the heat. Well, he, yeah, he did in the heat. Right. Well, anyway, <laughs> on to Heat 2. Um, Barsha came out with the whole shot, and Heat 2 had the sand carnage. Yeah, that was where the, you just saw the sand really start to uh, start to chalk people up. And, man, that was... Yeah, it was like there was some yeah. sort of monster in there grabbing folks and eating them. There was one thing that I saw that was in Heat 2. I think his name was his name, but Cody Robbins. He was coming off of a triple, and he was about yeah. entering into one of the one eighty degree turns. Yeah, and that he was came off. He tried to triple, and he just bucked sideways, and he landed and just flatted out, and he just trajected his head straight into the ground. And you could tell oh, the way his body hit out. the ground. He oh, was yeah. done. Well, because he, he rolled up the berm yep. and he rolled down, and there was that. You know, when you're if you just eat it and you hit the ground, you have that. Your arms are moving. You're trying to brace yourself. Things like that. No, he that was did not just, happen. Yeah, that was just ragdoll rolls up, ragdoll rolls down, and I they have, didn't move. For, I mean, they had that, they even had the camera on him for a good six to seven seconds, and for four of yeah, those, his was, chest wasn't even moving. So it was like, yeah, that's one of those where it's always like when my girlfriend walks through the room, and then she like tries to talk to me about you know what's a cool sport badminton. Why don't you get into that? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's okay. Dumb. He's playing. They get extra points for that. He's no. got a helmet on. It's yeah. his first concussion in that one. Yeah, exactly. It was a great one-use helmet. <laughs> no, um, another thing that, um, when I was talking about the sand carnage that happened earlier too, that if not that there's any kind of upside to it, but the one thing that was made this race even more interesting was watching Sipes work back up through the pack. After oh, because of his bad, bad start. start? Yeah. Bad start, then that just kind of balling up in front of him with that pile up. But yeah, it, he really did work the pack. He did, but Barsha, like I said, started with the whole shot and ended up taking through for the win. Uh, Barsha in first, Audette in second, and Vincent in third. And I just wanted to say a shout-out to Matt Lemoyne. He is. Top four for our local Texas boy. Keep going, man. We'll see you this weekend. Absolutely. Um, and the lights. We had the lights. I mean, there was some bumpy racing. There was some pushing around, and then you know, but some guys got through, Futrell and Renner, so... You know, they're the ones that finished out the, the LCQ. LCQ and uh, made it to the Lights main, so good job. Yep. Or if you were to go off of my note, to be the Liars main. Yes. My spell check was just horrible this week. Yeah, that there was way too efficient. Of, <laughs> there were all kinds of awesome things in this week's show notes. It turns out that Charlie Mullins got liposuction. <laughs> yes, because he was defatted. He was defatted, not defeated. And the upcoming race will be at Cowbot Stadium. I was like, no. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Right on. All right, well, back to the 250 main after that minor derailment. Um, there, there was a... Eh, don't touch it. Keep your finger out of it. That works for me. 
Um, there was a drag race between Baggett and Barsha that uh, Barsha ended up getting the better of on that Yeah, start. Baggett uh, kind of, like, he pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, and then it let off, and then Baggett kept pushing it, and he pushed it right into that big old FMF uh, <laughs> tough, block tough block, right man, there. just brr. You yeah. can see his front end too. He get all up on that front brake, and it just oh, all just the way absolute just... <laughs> compression to that little hop skip, and out. Yeah. yeah, not a good time. Um, speaking of ugly things, um, my uh, hopes of Stuart having a having the great finish and everything were pretty much dashed when he had that absolutely brutal case into the face of that uh, triple. Stuart. Yeah, Ooh, that was. It was one of those things like I, the the view they had going on when he you know before they replayed it when he mm. came off you know you could just all you saw was just straight up pencil you didn't mm-hmm. see him clip the tough block from the first angle so yeah. I was like oh I was like oh he penciled it bad but I didn't think he was gonna case it like he did and man he just faced the ever I mean once they showed the replay yeah I mean his front end if it had a knuckle. His front end landed under the knuckle. I mean, it was yeah. brutal. It, it took was just every nasty. millimeter of travel in that bike, absorbed that, then every millimeter of travel in his arms, and then probably and then still, a few millimeters <laughs> of give in his helmet off those bars. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough brutal. stuff. It was a hard case. I didn't want to do that. No, absolutely not. Um, Wilson... Just I initially with Barsha out in the lead, he was running along and watching him and thinking. I was thinking to myself, "Wow, he's really just going to run away with this," until Wilson started coming up. And that section when they showed him charging through the whoops right up after Barsha, I was like, "Okay, I take it back. That guy's running on a different plane." Yeah, he got past Barsha and there was no looking back. He was just yeah. I think you were the one that mentioned it to me, like. And you're right, Barsha was looking really good. And, like, we're watching Barsha in the whoops, and Barsha looked great. But then, right, where we're like, wow, Barsha's looking really good. What is that green fly coming out of the corner? And it was Wilson just, just flying past on rails, past Barsha. So yeah, it was, whoops, it was It was awesome. almost like somebody needed to break that motor down and, like, all right, did they throw a 450 yeah. in that frame? what happened? Good God, he was just, yeah, he was just on another level through there. That being said, Wilson took the win. Big shock. Uh, Barsha in second and Wharton in third. It was good to see Wharton with a good yeah. uh, good placement. He's been working really, really hard. Tore his shoulder. He's, there is a good chance he's going to have to go have surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But the thing is is that he put together a really good race. He didn't have near the, you know, the catastrophic events that have happened in the past for him. Right. And he wound up you know, with a placement that really suits the riding that he's been putting forth. So that was good to see. Absolutely. Uh, the East overall right now is Barsha in first, Wilson in second, down 15 points, or 16 points, sorry. Sipes in third, down 23, Baggett in fourth, down 36, and Wharton down 49 in fifth. And that takes us to Heat 1 of the faux 50s. Heat 1 of the 450s. I thought it was really cool because Dungey got a really good hole shot, but Kennard was right there on mm-hmm. his butt. And the thing that I like is that Kennard, the past couple of races, has been showing a lot of aggression. Um, he's always been a really good rider. He's, he's all, always but, had almost that smooth, reserved look right. to him. And now and he's it's really like started year, pushing it. This year, he knows he can win because he's had the great results yep. and he's had his wins. But then just, I think knowing that he's sitting in fifth overall now, he knows that he's got to start to push. And it's, yeah, you can absolutely see it in his style every weekend now. Yep. And there was a chance there. So Dungey was out in first for the heat, 
And Kennard tried to, yeah, for yeah. the majority of it. And Kennard tried to make a pass, I think, like right in the middle of the heat in the coming back onto the start straight. And, you know, Dungey just said, no, sir, and just laid on the throttle and just pulled right back out in front of him. Kennard did wind up getting Dungey back, though, right there at the last second. He just said, you know what? I want it more than you do. And mm-hmm. he stuffed him. In, you know, he just went in tight on a turn. Pulled away and it was. I mean, it was a really good win. It was super clean. Like it was super aggressive, but still super clean pass. Yeah, it wasn't one of those shoving somebody's front wheel over the top of the turn. Just one of those rough shot passes. Yeah. It was just. It was. It was aggressive, but it was clean. Um, ended up being, as we said, Kennard for first, Dungey in second, and Wyndham in third. Wyndham, I like Wyndham. I'm glad yeah, he's still doing it. It's you can't do anything. You can't not like Wyndham. Yeah. Um, and Heat too. The whole shot. Goes to Pike. Pike. Weston Pike. Number 43. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Hopefully you got some money. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It was actually the a good weekend for unknown rider. Well, not unknown, but lesser known riders getting lesser the whole named. shot. Yeah, it was uh, pretty much at that point, Stewart off to the races. Yeah, Reed charging up hard, but yeah, um, we had the the Ginger Ninja, you know, going around. They they both. It seemed that the Ginger Ninja and Twenty Two had a couple little issues, but they both recovered quickly from them. Yeah, and so they were still able to finish off second and third. It was actually Reed in second, Villapoto in third, with Stewart getting the win in the second heat. Um, Stewart did. He just kind of off to the races and went, but uh, it was good to see Reed and Villapoto come back from their little minor bobbles and still finish uh, in the top three. So it was nice. Absolutely. Well, for the main, once again, we said the whole shot was... Uh, Fabian the French guy. Yeah. We're not going to try to screw that one up. I was okay. going to. No, no. no I'm, good with, I'm good with not okay. trying to screw it up. Um, but I was actually Dungy practicing it from when I heard it on the showing on speed mm-hmm. i was actually practicing getting it right like the way they pronunciate it and everything and then we got here and i was like is oid is i don't know i'm gonna anyway uh dungy pretty much sorry no no you're good no dungy ended up getting a good little lead work in there and it good? held with it um stewart and the ginger ninja got into it for a little bit and stewart got the better of it it um, like we were talking about before, it was a very aggressive pass where he came in and kind of oh with uh, he the stuck, okay he yeah. stuck Villapoto the way that Reed stuck Stewart earlier in the yeah, year. Yeah, it was it was. I want your spot. I'm gonna put my wheel to where you're either gonna give me your spot or we're both gonna go down. It was it's just a very aggressive pass. I mean, you either get yeah, it, it has consequences yeah and that, it has consequences you're right yeah. that's a good way to put it it has consequences and they had but, there were consequences but for everyone that earlier this year was jumping up and down about Reed making the same style of pass and both of them going down their Stewart just did the yeah, exact, exact same, same thing, thing. And I, I think that that just shows that those guys are just wanting to win you know yeah. I mean they're they're willing to take chances and unfortunately those chances as we said come with consequences and it, those consequences allowed Villapoto to stay on the ground a little bit longer than Stewart. Stewart was able to pick up pretty quick mm-hmm. from that uh, scuffle, and then but Villapoto kind of was a little bit slower to get up, so he wound up a little bit further back than Stewart um, and had to work a little bit harder. Yeah, a lot of that comes down to just rooting interests and whose ox is being gored at that point, who you really get upset about the aggressive nature oh, yeah. or not. It's all kind of rooting for laundry at a certain point. But um, I know the laundry I was rooting for. Uh, was what was number five and now number one. 
Do like numbers. Numbers are hurting me. No, uh, Dungey held on to it for the win, which was great for him to finally get one this season. And it's very happy about that for sure. Great to see him get the win, get the points, and it because it all goes into the great mix of this overall so yeah, far. Yeah, you want to talk about just jacked up, man. Well, yeah. I mean, it was crazy too because of the fact that we have like, I mean, not even before you even get to the points. It's just like you like in this race, we got to watch Villapoto get lapped. You know, we've mm-hmm. stopped, like so Villapoto hasn't made a main. Villapoto got lapped in a in another race. It's I mean, this is a very dramatic. Yeah. Weirdly it, enough, still no serious injuries to any of the top yeah, five guys. Everyone, like, all the top five guys are still in the running, but there's been so much variation and so much back and somewhere forth. Somewhere in there, but yeah. I mean, there's no way he's riding 100%. But No, but still, God, you couldn't no, script I mean, this out any better. I would be able to do it. Dungey in first, Reed in second, and Kennard pulling in for third. So that takes us to the overall... My boy Reed. Shut up. He did have his diamond studs in too. Did you see that oh, for the interview? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I only think he does that when see he really wants to show the interview. Him off, they were in Toronto and I could see that <laughs> shit from my house. Okay, those things are huge. Oh, you can feel it. Yeah, it uh, shines like the sun. They're so massive. No, but yes, our boy Reed. Two two motorsports. Yeah, my boy Reed. I'll claim it. You know, you can now get all the tutu stuff, tutu motorsport yeah. stuff, oh, yeah. shift, all the gear. You can get the whole bike. Uh, all the ge- all the graphics kit and everything. Oh well, yeah. I, I you've actually a- bought a Honda and ordered all the Factor FX. Kit. Yeah, I was like, sorry, Yamaha, it's gotta go. No, I've got the two two motorsport. Yeah, I've got the two two motorsport shirt, and it's my PJs, so I can go to sleep and dream. No, uh, <laughs> you gotta get some of the earrings. Man. I go to sleep on brr brr. No, uh, second don't place. Don't wrap wrap in your shorts. Yeah, <laughs> that unfortunately happens more often. <laughs> You're like, man, I'm over 35. It gets weird at night. Yeah, yeah, damn fiber. No, Villapoto in second, down three points. Dungey in third, down eight. That's when yeah. really brought wow. him up. Stewart in fourth, down 20. And Kennard in fifth, down 22. So, got 22 points between first and fifth. That is pretty awesome. And then think about it too, eight points between first and third. Yeah. It's like, it's going to be pretty tight. And and if it keeps going back and forth like this, it could really seriously go down to the wire in Vegas. Like how everybody stocks up and everything. I mean, it could really be, you know, a year in Vegas where it's actually the main means something opposed to just like somebody already Somebody going out and doing a giant victory lap, basically. Exactly. So I think, that could be pretty cool. What's going to be cool is what we're going to try to attempt this weekend. This weekend, the next Supercross is the one in Arlington, Texas at the new Cowboys Stadium. If you have not been to this stadium, it is amazing. Jerry Jones knew what he was doing when he created this new Death Star conglomeration of awesomeness. It is pretty, it is, it is spanking spectacular. Um, so if Death you guys, Star is awesome. Yeah, so if you guys have not been, please go. It is really cool support. I wouldn't say support the Cowboys. I don't. But... Support Jerry Jones because, you know, he's cool. He made a cool stadium. And go support Supercross. We're going to try to actually go all day to the pit party. We're going to hang out. We're going to goof off. We are going to then watch the Supercross. We're going to then get into an excursion and go to sleep while we have one of our friends drive us to the National Enduro in uh, Calgary, Texas. So we're going to be all over the map this weekend. It's going to be really interesting if we can pull this off. Trying to get media passes so we can get in there and really get some footage of some people. So I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, but it's going to be really cool. And the fact that we have a new points leader with Chad Reed coming in with six races left, five races left. I think 
it's, this weekend's going to be awesome. Oh, absolutely. Everything is going to, it's, everything really counts at this point with how close it is. And so it's going to be an exciting, going to be a great weekend. I can't wait to see the track layout should start coming up soon. Yeah, so. we should, yeah, it should be out tomorrow from the race direct guys. Um, be good. Well, uh, talking about the National Enduro, if you guys don't know, on Sunday there's the National Enduro in Calgary, Texas, which is uh, kind of on the way out to Lubbock. If you are a Texas Tech person, if you're not Lubbock, you don't want to know where Lubbock is, just don't worry about it. Figure out where Calgary is and go to Calgary because it's going to be, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking round three of the National Enduro circuit. We've been talking with Cole Patrick. He's actually having a lot of the pros come out to his place on Friday. They're going to do some testing and uh, working on their bikes. It's going to be dusty. It's yeah. going to be slick, and it's going to be a West Texas race. I was going to say, it's West Texas. Yeah, that's pretty I mean, much We that's haven't had much rain. It's limited, no moisture. Um, the A-only section is going to be pretty interesting as well. Last year, Cole actually got really stuck behind a bunch of people. Um, and so, I don't know. It, it could be a lot of fun. It would be really good. Cole always does well, <clears throat> does well in Texas. So, I don't know. It'd be cool to see him win again. Yeah, and for y'all outside of Texas, that's Calgary with a K. So if you yeah. wanted to look it up and see what kind of armpit of the world, not, not that it's a horrible place, but the fact that it's out there. Yeah. I think the closest town's like post-Texas, and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also... Kind of outpost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's not a thriving metropolis, kids. The Dairy Queen is the happening spot. Actually, that's probably where we ate last year. I think it is. <laughs> That was some hamburger drink. <laughs> I rest my point. Or Wes McKnight was hitting on the high school chick. This also happens. <laughs> that also doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I was like, okay. We love you, Wes. Yes. Um, LACC round two of Van Way Moto Playground in... Karen Crow, Louisiana. Yeah, I have to default to Louisiana you, boy to pronounce that. You don't even need Cajun for that. You just need white trash. Ah, well, whatever works. <laughs> if the shoe fits. Um, they're looking forward to the new venue, new opportunity to ride on this uh, typically not rideable private land. Uh, there will be over four and a half miles of trail and about a mile of motocross track and lots of cool man-made um, obstacles that will be optional so you don't have to go out there and just absolutely destroy yourself if you destroy. don't feel up to it. That's but, uh, should be a cool event if you're out that way, have a chance to go spectate or better yet, go participate and go support that series. Yeah. I think, uh, for sure, you know, like we said, we've been working on his bike for a while and that's just, that's an, that's an unfortunate thing that's going on right now, but we're going to get that figured out. We're going to get some money. We're going to get the parts ordered up and get <clears> everything <throat> taken care of. And I think oh, we should, here. I think we should go hit up one of these LACC races. I mean, Oh, we yeah. know Lucas. I grew up riding with Lucas, and it's just really good to see him putting the series on and have the yeah. serious, you know, series take off and doing the off road cup and everything. And I really think that we should make it out there to go to go ride and go yeah. race. At this point, I mean, I have no possibility of getting any points together for the enduro series. So yeah, I'm game to go do whatever. Yeah, no, it'd be fun. Yeah. Well, hey man, uh, episode twelve. I've had fun. Did you have a good time? Absolutely. Let's clink before In we the clink. books. Well, that's the oh, thing. Oh, he put his beer I, down. No, I. Oh, no yeah, more beer. What a I weirdo! I told you to get another one. Um, he never um, listens to me, people. I did Ever. crazy stuff like drinking mine. What about you, Jordan? You have any beer? Yeah. Here. Come here. Let's go. Put your butt in front of the camera. Everybody likes your butt. Yeah. Thanks, Jordan. So Jordan pays like attention. It. He knows what's up. All right. So seriously, you guys, you guys can follow all this stuff that we do throughout the week to find all this information, you guys, on our website at seatime.co. 
And as well, we're on Facebook. So the link to Facebook and the Twitter. Twitter is ctime underscore co. It's, if nothing else, we ramble, we talk, we goof off, and we probably should do some beer reviews because we drink a lot of that. Or at a least just bit. be like, we drink this, period. Yeah, yeah. It, there might not be a lot of thoughty words thrown out about mine. Mine's going to be that I drank a lot of this. And it's pretty equal opportunity. I'm just opportunity. kind of rerunning that thoughty words. Yeah, I had another direction that I was going with that that I'd really like to not try to explain. I don't know, it could be kind of fun. Nah. Okay, wouldn't, wouldn't. Hey, thank you guys very much for paying attention, and we really appreciate you guys being here with us, and please always remember to enjoy a pint full of awesome, and if he, Jason had one, he would clinky with me. Hey, clink. I have the off-road fantasy set up for seat time. That I, that I do every GNCC race. That's cool. We're almost in last. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go ahead and... My, my, my voters for Manny Petty is more gay than tanning. Because Manny Petty, for a dude, not natural. Your shit's never going to look like that. Where tanning, if you go outside, get some sun, you, you can look like that naturally. Okay. You can sneak it through. Yeah, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a channel Jules from Pulp Fiction. That whole sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'll never know because I didn't ever eat one of the filthy motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 That is true. We can we can sit up in our ivory towers casting casting judgment, but what good is it? We've never tried. Yeah, I'm not gonna.